On this episode of the WWIA podcast, WWIA founder and CEO John McDaniel sits down for a conversation with WWIA team member Karina Hart. Karina's been with WWIA for 10 years as their logistics coordinator and hero engagement specialist, ensuring the foundation's operations run smoothly and provide the best services possible to the Purple Heart recipients they proudly serve. She's the daughter of a 100% disabled Vietnam veteran who succumbed to his wounds in June of 2009 and sister of a career Air Force senior NCO retired. An accomplished sportsman herself, having owned and operated a hunting and fishing guide service for nearly 10 years, Karina has an intimate understanding of what's entailed in making our events successful. She's honored to have such a critical role in an organization that gives so much back to our wounded veterans. In addition to her work with WWIA, Karina is a retired volunteer firefighter EMT, currently residing in Idaho. She enjoys hunting, fishing, camping, and spending time with her daughter and grandson. Let's join John and Karina now. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening. My name is John McDaniel, and I am the founder and CEO of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation, and this is our podcast, Honor, Connect, and Heal. And today, which is the, the, is this the 9th of, of June, 2022, I have the distinct pleasure and honor of having with me Karina Hart uh, here in the studio, uh, which is actually my office in Brandon, Florida, at the WWI headquarters. But uh, Karina is with us. She traveled all the way from Idaho to be with us here. She does this once a year, comes to the headquarters and kind of gets connected with the other employees that she works remotely with routinely. And so uh, Karina has been, she's celebrating her 10th year with the foundation. Outside of me, she's the most tenured player that we have, uh, employee that we have. And um, she's celebrating her 10th year with the foundation, which is, is, is amazing to me. So welcome, Karina. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Good. And so you and I are going to go fishing tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. And Karina's a, a big time, um, can I say, is it fisher woman or I'm, fisher I'm a person? fisherman. It's just fisherman. Yeah. All right. Excellent. And she's she's a wonderful sportsman. And um, I know she loves to fish. So we're going to take the skiff out tomorrow. I wish we could talk about what, we, you know, maybe we'll do a follow-up if we have a great day or something like this. We can maybe finish it out. But uh Anyway, so I wanted to introduce you real quick, okay? And then we'll, we'll ask you a few questions about your job, and you can tell us a little bit more about, about yourself, which I'm sure folks are wanting to know, because there's a whole nation of Purple Heart recipients out there that have uh, most of, I think, I want to say most of whom, but you know, many of whom um, you've talked to personally and, and put on these world-class outdoor sporting events, and you've developed relationships with them, especially the guides. And I want to talk about the guides and your relationship and, and your perspective on, on those wonderful Americans, but also the hosts, you know, you, you deal um, with all of the, the hosts across the country. So I want to talk about that um, as well, or have you chat about that. But um, I think we first met probably, it would have been about June of 2012. June of 2012. There you have it, sports fans. Wow. Okay, so that's your ten. That's your ten years. You're right. You're right on it. And um, yeah. So let me just brag on on Karina a little bit. Yeah, that was an icebreaker. But um, you do an amazing job. You know, I hear it all the time. Uh, I hear it from the heroes. I hear it from the hosts. Uh, I hear it from community members. You know, and as a as, as your boss, you know, I, I tell you, you know, it, it it feels really good when you um uh, when you hear from others about people that are working for you or with you, and and how well they're doing. And uh, you, I read about it, uh, I hear about it. People go out of their way to tell me about it. Um, so I just wanted to say, you know, publicly, thank you for all your hard work and what you do. This is a people oriented business that we're in serving our nation's combat wounded. Um, so I just want to first just say thanks for all your hard work and the impact that you have personally on have made on many, many lives. Thank you for that. It's a pleasure. I enjoy it very much. Yeah. You were saying uh, we, were, we were chatting off, off uh, mic here uh, a little bit uh, 
earlier about uh, you know you you posted something on Facebook and uh, about your ten year reunion and it just like blew up and like lots of people are liking it and making comments and that's another example of, of of it you know if you if you weren't doing a good job well one you wouldn't be sitting in that chair right there but two people wouldn't say things they would say things but it wouldn't be good things right <laughs> sure. So um, let's just get right into it because I, 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 you know, I, I started, I wanted to say that, you know, I'm familiar with what you do because I, I, when we were starting the foundation, you know, 16 years ago, I was the guy that was dialing for dollars. Of course, there weren't that many heroes to, to pick up the phone and call at the time. Uh, now we have, you know, you know, something like 1500 or something like that in our database and 40 some odd you know missions across the country and your job is to essentially pick up the phone or get on email or both and engage the heroes that's part of your job you're a hero engagement specialist and the other side is the logistics coordinator right right so i want to talk about both of those things i want to talk first about you know your 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 experience just as you know the hero engagement specialist because at the end of the day you know, from my perspective, you you know, or at least when I was doing the job, I used to call it the call down, you know, or the dial for dollars or, you know, whatever. But, you know, as a business guy, like, you know, ABC, right? Always got to be closing. And so you got somebody on the line, right? And I don't really, you know, I just don't, I don't really want to go to Mississippi and do, you know, frog gigging or something like that. I don't know. Or I don't, I can't imagine somebody saying, I didn't want to go, I don't want to go to anywhere, but you know, I don't want to go to British Columbia and hunt bear. It's just not my thing. You know, well, you got them on the line. You go, well, you know, let me talk to you about this, that, and the other thing, right? Get this person committed to an event. So you know, now that you've, you know, you got them on the line. So it's just like always be closing. That was my perspective when I was, when I was doing it. But when I was doing it, there was, there was, you know, wasn't that many heroes and there weren't that many opportunities. So my job wasn't nearly as complex as yours is today. But tell us about, you know, give us a snapshot in the day at life and the day of. And we'll get to the logistics coordinator piece here in a minute. But what's your life like when you're dialing for dollars? Uh, well, I do call it the call down um, because I, there's no dollars, but um, I don't know what that means. But um, so, yeah, some days are you know, on the phone all day calling, leaving voicemails, um, never talking to anybody and waiting for the call back. Um, some days um, I'm talking to guys all day long. Um, I might have four spots on an event and I might talk to 100 guys to get those spots filled. Yeah. Because, you know, they can't do it. They got family. I mean, people have lives, right? right. They're not just waiting for me to call and say, hey, you want to go? Um, even though it's a great opportunity. Even though so, we'd so. like to think they're all sitting yeah. by the phone waiting for us to call. <laughs> now, of course, I do have those. Now that I've been doing this so long, you know, all the guys for the last 10 years that we've served, they know my name and a lot of them have me in their phone. So, Speed dial. Yeah. So I call them and they're like, hey, Karina, what's going on? Because yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they, they know something's right, coming. So. Right, right. But, um, but yeah, no, it's great. You know, some of those calls are short and sweet. It's five minutes. Hey, you want to go? fishing in Mississippi for some reds and they go, yeah, right on. Cool. I get their information and away they go. Yeah. And some guys want to chat for an hour and, yeah. and I don't, it, either way works for me. Yeah. So I love it. You That's know, cool. Having, that, having those conversations. Yeah. So I've gotten to know over 10 years, like I feel like I really know a oh, huge yeah. portion of that yeah. population yeah. and it's, it's just amazing. I yeah. love talking to them in here and I have about yeah. how their kids have grown and they've gotten yeah. married and, you know, I can see it. I can see it in your eyes. I, I, I know that. I mean, it's, it's, it's meaningful to you. And, um, and that's, you know, that's impressive because a lot of people would just take it as a job, you know, and, um, you know, this work, you know, helping heal our nation's combat wounded, you know, through the power of the great outdoors, you know, it's not, you know, it, it's not like you can just take a pill, you know, I mean, it's, that's what they get when they go to the VA. They, you know, they get, they get shots, they get operations, they get medication, you know. Um, you know, what we're doing, you know, a large part of what we're doing is, I think, you know, we talk about honor, connect, and heal, right? Those are they're very powerful but very telling words, like this idea of connect, right? 
course, we're honoring them by by providing a, a all expense paid world class outdoor sporting activity. You know, that's one piece. But when they get on the ground, I mean, they're honored by the hosts, they're honored by the guide, they're honored by the community. You know, who just wants to express their thanks for what they're doing. So there's that piece, but the connect piece, right? I mean, that's that's a huge part of it. And and so let's think about all the ways that they're connecting just for a second. I mean, just pulling this rabbit out of a hat here, but you know, now that we're on the topic, I mean, they're first connecting with you. You know, they they've connected with the foundation because they they got on online and fill out an application. But then they're going to get a telephone call and they're going to, you're going to engage them, right? So there's a connection there. And then many of them stay, as you mentioned, stay connected to you because they see you as the, you know, the proverbial belly button to the, the organization and to, to more, more, um, you know, I, you know, I want to say it's like a, another opportunity or another, you know, dosage, a WWI dosage, you know, I mean, we're trying to serve these guys and gals, um, you know, every couple of years, you know, that's our, that's our objective every two, three years to, to get them another opportunity. But so they're connecting with you, with the foundation, they're connecting with you. And then they get on the event and they connect with their fellow combat wounded and they connect with a host, you know, who's, who, who, oh, by the way, is a volunteer and who we vet and who we help shape uh, the operation, the operations that they conduct. Okay, so so they're connecting with that host and their family, <clears throat> and the other heroes, and the community, and the organization. Right. So there's lots of we used to call it, you know, connective tissue. Right. I mean, there's lots of you know connectivity there. Honor, connect, and then heal. You say, well, you know, the power of the great outdoors, and then you know, this is layering effect. At the end of the day, I mean. These guys and gals went out and bled in, in boots that were issued to them by the United States government in a uniform that was issued to them by the United States government. And they didn't ask for anything in return. They didn't want to get wounded. Um, and they've been wounded in combat. And now they're back on the block. You know, they can't serve their country in a lot of cases anymore due to the nature of their wounds. And so all of this activity, especially the connectedness, okay, is what's so powerful, in my opinion. I mean, that's what I see. I mean, it's a familiar voice. They know after they've dealt with you one or two times, um, you know, what to expect. And I know there's a lot of intrepidation and, and anxiety that's associated with the unknown. And you probably deal with that, right? Yep. I mean, the, these guys are getting on a plane. I hate the fly. I think they mostly hate the fly. Mm-hmm. But you can't get from Tupelo, Mississippi to Bangor, Maine by bicycle. So you're going to fly, you know, you could drive, but you know, that's a long drive, but so they got to get on a plane in a lot of cases. And so, you know, anything we can do to reduce their anxiety and, 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 and introduce some, 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 you know, more predictability, the more comfortable they are. And you've probably seen that, right? Absolutely. You know, that many of these heroes that you've dealt with in the past are much more comfortable today and probably better adjusted wouldn't you say oh absolutely by the way did you see um did you have you have you seen any of the data that's come come from on a sidebar here but have you seen any of the data that's come from the survey that we're doing no I haven't we haven't shared share that with you yeah well we asked uh, dr keith tidball to to give my sister and i did to, to, to give us a snapshot so but we're doing um our own data collection for the first time Okay, I'll say that for the first time. In this way, anyway. We don't ask much for the heroes, but we are uh, through Cornell University, uh, which is quite a prestigious university. And and Dr. Keith Tidball, who is our science advisor, uh, is work, uh, you know, working with and through um, the University of, of Cornell that he works for, an extension. And um, we're, we've got a survey out there. The heroes take before, is it before and after? They no, just, just after. after. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they take the survey after an event and, um, and we're collecting data. And I wanted to, you know, and I said, they've been, we've been doing this for like eight months now, something like that. Yeah. So I wanted to, uh, I just was curious, like eight months worth of data is a lot of data, you know, and they want to run this thing for two years. And I'm like, oh God, my eyeballs are going to bleed. But, you know, all right, I'll play your, I'll play your game and I'll cooperate. 
But anyway, so if you just can we just look at the data, you know, kind of preliminarily without telling the world what we're finding out about our our our, our operations and and how helpful or not they are to our combat wounded in terms of their recovery, in terms of um, wellness and this kind of thing. And the data is really impressive. I mean, it's it's overwhelmingly positive in all aspects. And and to put a number on it, it varies between. 75 and 80 percent uh positive in terms of the 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 positive effects of what we're doing in terms of healing um and through our program so i just want to quick share that was and i i said keith i said i said i don't i mean i'm not a scientist or anything you know maybe i slept at a holiday inn or two in my life but this data to me looks like it's very encouraging and he he, he agreed with that so anyway we appreciate your help with that that's awesome yeah. So what's your most favorite thing about your job? What do you, what's your talking to the heroes? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, like I said, it's going through the years with them and it's kind of like what you were talking about, you know, getting on a plane. It's not just getting on a plane, it's meeting new people and um, maybe even getting back with some of those, um, you know, battle buddies that they haven't been in contact with in 10 years, you know, or, um, they haven't been around that part again. They get nervous and seeing a guy go for the first time or tell me no for, I had a guy tell me no for 12 years, 12 years. Um, he signed up, but he just never could do it. And he finally went on an event last wow. month. What's his first name? And, uh, I, well, I'd, I'd just rather not okay. say right. that's okay. But, um, but he went and he had a great time and he came back and he said, I just, I can't believe I haven't done this. I can't believe yeah. I didn't do this before. And so it's so great just to, like I said, they, they get over that. They get with the guide, they get with the hosts, they get with the communities and they see that, you know, this is a, a wonderful thing, yeah. you know, and, and then we get to serve them again. And then, like I said, the next time I call it, Hey Karina, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how you doing? But, but it's not just yeah. that, you know, they, I get phone calls out of the blue, you know, just calling, asking yeah. me how I'm doing. You know, I, I get happy mother's day from yeah. I, probably five of my Vietnam veterans send me a happy mother's day well, that's great. post or text every year. You know, it, it's just really nice to make those connections for me as yeah, well right. as them. So yeah. it's, it's good. And you know, when I'm having a bad day and I think, man, this job is too much because there's days, you know how oh, it is. Yeah. And then I'll get that one phone call, yeah. you know, that is just the guy who told him that Wounded Warriors in Action saved his life mm -hmm. or, you know, I couldn't have gone through this if I hadn't, yep. you know, have done this. It's just, it's just an amazing feeling. And then everything yeah. is like, oh, no, I love this job. It's yeah. great. Yeah, and you need you need to you need a refresher every now and again, you know, or or you know the ability to to unplug, and um, you know just to to step back from it all, and 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 I know because it can get frustrating, like waiting for somebody to call you back, or or you know just I got to tell you, like I I I, I cannot stand the worst part of that job, you know, and I like I said, I did it, you know. You came, you came, you've been here for 10 years. Just, so for the first six years, I was dialing for dollars, okay? And um, the thing that I, of course, I had, I had help too. I mean, my assistant, whoever it was at the time, um, would do a lot of the, I would say a lot, you know, some of the work by like maybe booking the airline tickets. You know, this is all before we had, you know, Hero Miles and all of this too. So like the worst part of that job from my perspective was actually buying the tickets and making the accommodations because I can't stand the wait. I hate it. Like if you put me on hold or I listen to music or just getting to talk to a person or that, the, 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 you know, click, 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 click on the computer, that stuff. I mean, I can do it. Okay. But I choose not to, and I really am not good at it. And it drives me insane. You know, but I'll just just getting it. If like I made a decision, he said yes. Can we just make it happen? <laughs> I just want to wave my hand and go. Just make it happen. I don't want to be the guy that has to, you know, listen to the COVID tape and you know, do all this crap. You know, you know, oh my God, it's just so it's so brutal just to 
you know, to get to get uh, an airline ticket book today. It's just uh, I don't know how you do it. I, it's funny that you say that because logistics is. I love logistics. Oh God! Because I'm a planner, right? Yeah. I love the planning. I love it yeah. when it all comes together and you can put it on a piece of paper and say, yeah. "This is what you're doing." Oh, well, we, you know, because you have a you have a you have a boss who's a jerk. Um, and I want <laughs> the smile on your face. I wish you could <laughs> see that. Most of you guys don't know that that Karina has a boss who's a real jerk, and. Um, and he's he's pretty particular about things. This guy, I'm telling you, <laughs> um, sometimes. And uh, so we have this thing called an operations order. She just she she just raised her eyebrows at me. Uh, we have this thing called an operations order that we the guys the folks that don't know in the military in the army, and I'm pretty sure in the Marine Corps. I probably crossed the joint forces now. They do operations orders. They're not suggestions, you see. When you're wearing a uniform and somebody tells you what to do, you know, it's, it's in an order. And, and, and you got to go do it, right? I mean, as long as it's a lawful order. And so an operations order, the five-paragraph oper- operations order, is a way to communicate that. Okay, it's, you know, situation, mission, execution, you know, su- service and support, you know, um, are, are the basic components of, of, of uh, and communications. You know, the last piece, the fifth piece, uh, are the basic components of an operations order. But what is it doing? It's communicating, right? It's, it's, it's expressing a commander's intent. It's giving you the mission, who, what, where, when, and why. It tells you all the people that are important in on there and how to get a hold of them, you know? And, and so, and logistically, how is it being supported? And, and, and paragraph three, execution, how are we doing it? Day by day, how are we doing this? Um, and so we use the operations order as our medium to communicate to the heroes. So, you know, it's like, I say, you know, it's like making sausage, right? If you saw what went into it, you probably won't want to eat it, <laughs> right? It's the process over to the product. And you and I have gone round and round and round over the years. And now today, you know, some 10 years into it, our operations order is about as damn near as perfect as it can get. I really like it. And you've helped, you, you've suffered through it with me. And, and, and I appreciate that. I never say that, you know, uh, you probably could talk for days about that, but we've, we, we've been through it and it's great and I'm proud of it. Yeah. I'm really proud of it. And, and see, it's got my signature on it. So anything that's got my signature on, it's my stamp, my jump master stamp of approval. So I'm really particular about it. I want it. And it's an operations order. And, and in my, the, my former world as a, as an infantry, as an infantry officer, you know, the operations already lived and died by it. Hopefully you didn't die by it. But, you know, these are things that were, you know, every word had meaning, it had to be concise, you know, it had to be, you know, the intent had to be um, <clears throat> loose enough, if you will, but concise enough to give people freedom of action. And I think our operations order is uh, that we write, and we write one for every single mission that we do. Um, it's a great, and I think the heroes like it too. I think so. I yeah, I hear it all the time. Hey, I'm going on a mission, you know? And um, so the operations order sort of brings together all of this. I mean, the communications that you've had with the host, the heroes, me, the staff, everybody, and sometimes the community members and things that are is, is encapsulated into this operations order that gets sent out to all the heroes that are going on the trip on this event, um, like about a month before, a couple weeks before, you know, well in advance of the actual operation, it go, it gets sent out and the heroes receive it and they go, wow, you know, five paragraph operations are pretty cool. You know, I mean, it gives you everything you want to know about where you're going and what you're going to go do pretty much. Right. And that's another way of us communicating to them, you know, that we're a professional organization. And I think it reduces stress because you can say, well, what am I going to, you know, here are the guys on the trip. Here's the host. Here are the numbers. You know, here's the mission. And day by day, what we're going to do. And, you know, and so I wanted to publicly thank you for, you know, suffering your way through that, through hard years. <laughs> but you did, you've done an amazing job helping, you know, shape that very, very important document. And I, I appreciate it. So. Let's talk about the host and that side, the logistics side. You, you, you. How, what do we have this year, 2022? We have something like 40 some odd missions. 49. 49. Call it 50. Okay. 
50 missions across the country, world-class outdoor sporting operations, activities for our nation's combat wounded, and you're, as the logistics you know, coordinator, you're communicating with every single host. You're, you're, um, you're, you're doing detailed and finite planning along with them mm-hmm. to understand what's going to happen once the heroes arrive. And then the mission goes down and the heroes go home and then you do a series of follow-up activities, right? Correct. Tell me about that. So yeah, after the event's over, we do a hot wash with the uh, host and with our WWI guide um, that goes with them. And uh, we talk about what happened that was good, what happened that was bad, how we can make it better. Um, If they're doing something that works really, really well, it's something I bring up to other hosts. Um, So all of our events started out, um, I mean, they all have their own pieces and their own goods and bads but they're as the years go by they're becoming more and more the same because we're starting to do things mm-hmm. you know best practices we're exactly. seeing them and then we can go to the next host and say hey you know they do this and it works really well and then they try it and mm-hmm. so our events <clears throat> excuse me are becoming more the same in how mm-hmm. they are which is it's also nice for the heroes yeah. like you were talking about the op board um they um, it takes out some of the anxiety, some of the, that, you know, angst about going somewhere they don't know when they have that op board. And it's the same when they're going on an event, when they go on one and then they get to go on another one and they're like, okay, this is kind of the same thing, yeah, you know? Right, so it right. kind of takes away a little bit of that pressure yeah. of something new. So. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in, you know, in business and in, you know, in life too, I mean, part, part, part of, uh, you know, the successful equation is the, is the repeatable process that works. You know, what is the successful repeatable process, whether you're creating a widget, uh, you know, stamping out widgets or providing world-class outdoor sporting activities for nations, you know, purple heart recipients, you know, there's a formula. I mean, why is it that the McDonald's fries in Hong Kong taste the same as they do in Brandon, Florida? Why, why do you think that is? You think that's an accident? It's not. You know, McDonald's is is uh, buying potatoes, believe it or not, from Idaho with very specific, uh, with a very specific gravity. Or they don't buy them. And oh, by the way, you know, there's a there's a uh, you know when those fries get cut, they're all cut from uh, the same machines. Their size and shape are the same. Uh, they've got an SOP for how hot the oil should be. There's a timer for how long they should be in there. Um, and then they come out and they go into a basket and then I think they sit there for a little while and then they get salt and then they get shoved in the container. But they're doing it the same way in Hong Kong as they are in Tupelo, Mississippi. You know, because it's a successful, repeatable process, right? I'm not saying we're McDonald's and we're not stamping out widgets here. You know, <laughs> Well, I, and every event is different. Every host puts their own spin on everything. We have incredible hosts. I mean, that has to be the first yeah. thing if you want to talk yeah. about hosts. Are, are they're all volunteers yeah obviously you know that and they do it because they love it they do yeah. it because they want to they're they're not getting anything out of it there's not you know it's just they're serving their nation's wounded you yeah. know combat wounded and they're and they love it so every event's a little different they all have their own little spin their own little yeah. special thing that makes it theirs and the other thing is uh, <clears throat> and we're gonna ha- we're gonna have some hosts on here you know eventually this is in our in our podcast series we'll um we'll get into that space as well but you know i've always been i've tried to you know the way i've tried to you know when i think of the hosts because i'm the original host right i mean camp hackett is the original mission set i was the guy i've been the guy who started you know doing it first and then you know when other people said hey i want to help you i know what you're doing i want to help i was like okay well here's kind of what i do and you know that's how it all started right um but like coming from a 20 year military career, I know it's going to sound ridiculous, but you know, I used to hate it when people told me what to do. Like, can you really imagine being an infantry officer and they hate, and hate, hate when people tell you what to do. I hate it. That's why I got out at 20 years. I'm like, I had enough of people telling me what to do. I mean, so uh, like when I'm doing operations, I, I don't want like at Camp Hackett, nobody tells me what to do because it's my show. 
And I respect that. And I'm thinking like the hosts are kind of like doing their own thing within my guidance or the foundation's guidance and, and our formula that they're very well aware, aware of now, you know, but we allow them to, you know, we don't, we're not, nobody's cranking down on their screws. Right. I mean, it's a sort of autonomous operation, you know, it's, it's centrally planned and decentralized execution. Right. And we're allowing them to express their gratitude in a way that they're comfortable with. Um, some people have high community involvement. Some people don't. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, and I think that's part of the beauty of it. So if you're interested, Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this, we're looking to put on some more operations. So <laughs> I thought I'd tell you, we were just talking about that, weren't we? Yeah. So I got to plug it right here. Okay. So if you're interested in, and hosting a world-class outdoor sporting activities for activity for one of our uh, for the WWIA. There's there's ways you can get involved, and we'd encourage you to get hold of us. Well, how do they want to do that? Info at uh, they can go to info at wwif.org. Yeah. yeah, send us an email info at wwif.org, and uh, tell us you're interested, and we'll get you moving. But. We, uh, we, you know, we're at a stage, I think, in, a, in, you know, 16 years into it, we're at a stage. At one point, we had over, we had, we almost had 60 operations. We had 65 at one point. Oh, my God. Yeah. We had 65 operations annually going on at, at the Zenith, but this is all before the pandemic, you know. And we're, we've cut back to 50. So we, I want to say we lost 15. You know, things come and go. It's okay. It's all good. I mean, I think the foundation's stronger than it ever has been. Um, and we're very, very proud of that. Um, but it, you know, we could use a few more operations only because our population's grown and we have, we have the capacity to do, you know, a little bit more, right. Without causing us, you know, to go into anaphylactic shock. By the way, what is anaphylactic shock? What is that? I say it and I don't even know what it means. <laughs> it's something you don't want to do. All right. <laughs> I know it's bad, so that's why I say it. But anyway, so um, we, 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 we digress. Um, so tell us a little bit. And you, you mentioned the host. And I, I'm going to give a shout out because if any, any of you wonderful Americans are, are hosts, we call them hosts, right? We have, you know, like Karina said, we have, and call it 50 now. And at one point we had 65 annually. Um, outdoor sporting activities. All of all of them, by the way, are volunteers. Like I never, they all found us. Like I didn't call anybody. I didn't pick up the phone. I didn't go on the internet. I didn't do any of that. Every single one of these great Americans and their communities has volunteered for this assignment. And and I think that they would refer to that as organic growth, right? It'd be one thing if I was picking up the phone going, hey, dude, I know you got this great property with monster whitetails on it. Do you think you could help us out? That doesn't happen. It never has and it never will. And so it's part of the strength of the organization is the fact that these people, great Americans, our hosts, are have found us, um, either by word of mouth or the internet or whatever, but they took that first step, right? That's so important. It's like... You know, people that have, uh, you know, uh, that have issues that they need their, you know, personal issues or, or, or struggles. You know, the first thing, um, you know, that they, I, 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 uh, I've heard this, you know, they say, you know, my name is, you know, Frank Smith and I'm an alcoholic. You know, that's what they, that's what happens at AAA meetings. Apparently I've seen this on TV, but the point of that is, is that people have to acknowledge that there's, that there's something wrong, Right. It's the same concept with these wonderful hosts. They are stepping forward and saying they want to help. It's way different than us asking them if they would help our heroes. So if, you're, if your organization is, 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 is comprised of operations, um, world-class outdoor sporting operations in this case, uh, that are being hosted, devised, hosted, and supported by people who are volunteering to do it versus people you're paying or asked, that's a foundation, you know, and that's, that's the whole, that's what I, I hoped would happen or, you know, over the years and certainly has. So thank you to all you great Americans out there who are, are helping this, this mission happen. You're, 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 um, you're changing lives. You're in some cases saving lives and, and it's very, very meaningful work. And I want to thank you for, for, uh, um, for all the great things that you've done. So, 
any particular stories stick out in your mind that you want to share with us about, you know, what's happened in the 10 years? I mean, is there any one particular story or something you want to share with us that, uh, that might be of interest? I'll call one out because it's a fun one. <clears throat> it's my favorite, uh, WWI guide now, John Keeney. Mm. Uh, so I'll call him out. But, uh, I remember, and this was, I don't know, six, seven, maybe longer ago, years ago, we used to have a gator hunt that we did. And, oh, yeah. uh, I called one of his buddies, Randy and said, Hey, you want to do this gator hunt? And he said, yeah, that'll be cool. And he said, Hey, could you get my friend John on this event too? And I said, sure, no problem. So I called John and he said, no, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not really injured that bad. There's guys worse off than me. Let somebody else have it. And I said, no, no, the, you don't understand. This is for you. No, no, no. So he didn't go. We had another event come up. I called him and said, hey, you want to do this event? And he goes, no, no, I'm sure there's a, someone else that needs it more than me. We went through this for probably a year and a half of him saying he didn't want to do it. Finally, we just chatted for a while. And I said, you know what? I need guys like you to lead guys that, you know, have these issues that they're going through. I need you to be the guy helping me instead of, you yeah. know, just a hero. And I said, so what do you say? You go out on an event, see how it goes, and then see if maybe you want to help. And he's like, oh, I can do that. And so he went on an event, and I honestly don't remember what it was. It was with Jake Whipke. Um, and Jake came back and said, that guy's a it was Mokan it was Mokan because I, okay. I got the call yeah. from Jake yeah. while he was at Mokan like probably day one or two John had 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 already influenced positively influenced and impacted Jake who you know is our uh, longest standing you know guides probably got more experience than 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 all of them for sure. But uh, yeah, so Jake's like, yeah, there's a guy here that you got to meet. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah. He goes, yeah, he was a, he was a uh, baseball player. He was a you know football player. He you know blah 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 blah. He loves the outdoors. He's a marine. You're gonna love him. I'm like, okay, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I knew it. I mean, when Jake called, I wasn't surprised. Yeah, because he's a rock star. I knew it. And he's so selfless. He yeah. cares so much about the heroes and helping and being a positive influence. Yeah. Um, not only has he said, thanked the foundation and thanked me for, you know, believing in him and, and, and helping him get to that place, but his wife has even thanked the foundation and said, what a difference, what a different amazing person team. he yeah, is now. An amazing team. Um, uh, how it's changed their lives. So yep. it's just, it's pretty awesome. And then of course now he's brought people, you know, into the fold as well. So. He's our secretary. He's on the he board. He is on the board now. Yeah. We, 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 yeah, he's been, he's just, John's great. He's, he's a Marine. We'll forgive him for that. You know, <laughs> we did the Montel Williams show and um, Montel Williams is a former Marine, you know, talk show host. And um, they came in here, the balancing act and they said they were going to do this thing and so okay well let's get john on here so john and i went fishing and um and then the balancing act showed up and we had john on camera and of course it was great it was great you know john john said to me before they, they went, we went fishing he said you know one of the things on my bucket list is to catch a redfish and i was like well we're taking that off your list man today and i don't think he believed me but we did and uh yeah john keeney's just great people um and uh yeah so he's a combat uh wounded purple heart recipient uh, former marine and uh yeah he's on the honor connect heal video that we did uh with bob wheeler that won the the telly award so uh yeah john's great people and uh anyway i interrupted your story was there more to that no no it's that that's it. That, yeah, that, that's my story. I, I have so many stories. There's so many people that yeah. he's know, a crayon eater, but he is a crayon eater. <laughs> when he went to guide school, when we we didn't meet till probably five years uh, after he became a guide because he just couldn't get to guide school, yeah. and he finally get, went to guide school. And I I did bring crayons. So. That, that's funny. You know, <laughs> the, 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 I say that affectionately, John. I know you're listening, but. Um, <laughs> That's what the Marines all call each other, these crayon eaters, you know. It's just so funny. It just makes you laugh. Anyway, let's talk about the guides for a second. Um, 
And uh, I, I just want people to, because and we've used a lot of terms here, a lot, lots of things that are, um, you know, part of our lexicon, if you will, that might people might not understand. But you know, we have guides. Okay, so I'll set this up. Um, I want to say <clears throat> probably, you know, what six years ago, seven, eight years ago, we did the guy first guide school. Two thousand sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. So six. Yeah, six years ago. That makes sense. Six years ago, we started to see this used to be pretty much just me running around with, you know, one or two guys. <clears throat> and then it became three or four guys, you know, people that I'd met like Jake and Tim and um, Gabe. And, and I don't want to leave anybody out, but there was a, you know, a handful of, of uh, you know, these Purple Heart recipients that I had that I met on these missions. And I, I was for, for the first 10 years. Um, you know, I was going on, you know, majority of the missions. That's how I met you, you know, on a mission mm -hmm. in, in, in Washington and you were a host. And so, um, anyway, I, in that, in that 10 year period, I, you know, I think I, I, I hand selected, you know, maybe eight that's just, you know, eight or there's eight or so, eight, maybe 10. I don't know, something like that. Uh, these heroes that, that really stuck out in my mind as being, you know, um, superior uh, men um, that uh, had a great heart um, and, and a desire to help their fellow combat wounded and were, were, were solid sportsmen. And, you know, we talk about high EQ and high IQ. Well, you know, these guys you know, have both, you know, they're, they're intelligent, uh, people who have great people skills and are very self-aware. And, um, you know, I've seen it, I've worked lots of rooms, lots of crowds, lots of dynamic, you know, you talk about dynamic situation here, you got these hosts in the community that have been anticipating and planning for this thing for months, if not years, you know, these heroes that are, you know, flown in from all over the country who, you know, are in new environments, they're all amped up, you know. Then you got, you know, John McDaniel there. And, uh, you know, and, and so, you know, there's all kinds of stuff happening in that space. And I needed, you know, it became very apparent to me that I was like, you know what, I just can't do this forever. And this is way too much about me. You know, there's way too much focus on me. I rock up to an event, you know, and the hosts spend too much time, you know, focusing on, I mean, I don't want to say too much time focusing on me, but it just seemed like I was a, as, as our operations would mature, I felt like I was more and more of a detractor to the mission than I was helping. At first, getting them going, got it. Hey, it's important, you know? So their boss is in the field. The boss is here. He's doing his stuff, you know? But, but I thought to myself, it's got to be way more powerful to have these heroes select heroes doing what I do, you know, integrating well with the team, interacting with the heroes sympathetic from a sympathetic perspective and also from a leadership perspective. And, uh, these guys are friends. They're like brothers. They're like, you know, some cases maybe dads, um, you know, you name it, um, buddies, etc. But that was the idea is to find a group of, of, of these Purple Heart recipients, a select group, and then put them through a guide school. So that's what we did. We did, you know, came up with this, you know, 10 day guide school. And we're not going to talk about that. That might be a whole new episode or another episode, but we had a professional 10 day guide school, put these guys through these course, certify them, and then, you know, put them out in the field. And that's who you deal with the most of the time. You have, we have a slating, you know, we run the slate past me saying, these guys are going to do these events, you know, and every one of these guides is doing three, four, maybe events a year, yep. something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they have families and jobs in a lot of cases, and their lives are 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 uh, as busy as 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 anybody else's, I suppose. Um, but anyway, tell me about your relationship with. I mean, just pick John out. But I mean, tell 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 me about your your relationship. It's pretty special, right? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I these guys and gals. Um, yes, we also have a, a female. Crystal. That's right. Guide. 
Um, but we have about 23 of them. They're handpicked by the other guides. Yep. So this is their team. They create it. Um, and these are just exceptional individuals, every single one of them. Yep. Um, you were saying earlier, we have 1,500 people in our database, but we have 23 guides. That's right. So this is a In very, 16 years, yeah. we've, we've found 23 right. that right. meet the cut. That's yeah. a thin slice. It is. It is. But what it what it gives us is just a superior, yeah. you know, a person to fill that role. Um, because they're the guy that's they're calling the hero for the first time. They're boots mm-hmm. on the ground. They're the guy that they're, you know, that they see for the first time. They're the guy that's making them comfortable before they ever get on the airplane. Yeah. So it just takes a really special person to do that. Yeah. And um, I think I feel like. All twenty-three of them are my brothers, mostly. Yeah. Crystal's my little sister, but, but, um, but I do, and I feel like any of those guys would. Man, if someone ever did me wrong, you'd be careful for the John <laughs> Keenies and Jake Whipkeys of the world because they're they're coming to Idaho. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. But they really are. They're family to me, and yeah. I love every one of them, and I love working with them, and and you know talking with them, and that's I pretty said, special. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, you know, when I was, uh, when I was thinking about this, you know, how are we going to do this? You know, I mean, how do we, how do we move this, this model, you know, six and probably, probably 10 years ago, I was thinking about this. And then, you know, six years ago, we had our first guide school and seven years ago, we asked for funding support, you know, uh, for that, um, from, uh, from various entities. And, um, and so once it became funded and, you know, sort of approved and, and it was like reality, like we're going to do this. You know, you were there, mm-hmm. you know, you've been at every guide school. We do it every other year. And you get to thinking about what a thin slice it is. You know, 1,500 heroes in the database, we've touched all these lives and we've selected 23 people. And, and the first 10 I'll take credit for. And I personally, you know, put my personal stamp of approval on the first 10 but then I told the guides, and I told them at every guide school thereafter, I said, you know, I'm not going to be in the field and going on all these missions anymore. I can't. At the height of the madness, I was, I was, on, I was on the road 42 weeks out of the year. It's ridiculous. Said, you can't have a life like that. And I, I was getting burned out. I'm like, I, this is not good. So what am I going to do? How are we going to fix this? Then guide school. That's where, that's where the idea came from. And I just knew it would be much more powerful if we had them leading their peers. And, um, you know, there's in, in the special operations community, and I won't mention any organizational names or anything, but there are units out there where you might make all the qualifications, you know, you, you pass the psych eval, you know, you do all the physical things, you know, they, they, they put you through all this, that, and the other thing, and you've made it, or so you think you've made it. And then it comes time for the, you know, the, the interview, and they go, you're just not what we're looking for. You know, you're like, holy crap, what do you mean? I mean, I, I, I scored 100 on the PT test, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, we're just, you know, we're not interested right now, thank you. And you're like, oh, what? You know, the point of the matter is, is that, you know, these men now and women um, that are leading the organization are, are self-selected, like you said. So, you know, if, if you're going to get on this team, you don't have to impress me, <laughs> right? I mean, ultimately, sure, I guess you do. But, but if you want to get on this team and be a guide, it starts with being a good person, you know, putting others' needs ahead of your own, and, 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 and being, you know, uh, selfless, being a hard worker, and being a nice person, right? Is there anything else in there that I've missed? Not really. You know, I mean, that's kind of... That, you know, you got to have, you know, a lot of hua and more dua, you know? I mean, it's, it's, it's anyway. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. All right. So here's, here's, you know, we're going to wrap this thing up um, here in a second, but is there uh you know, we're fishing tomorrow, by the way, and it's supposed, it's supposed to ra- look, it's, it's raining. Pouring. <laughs> it's pouring. I looked at, I, I know I looked at, I looked at the, uh, the weather forecast. I'm like, yeah, perfect. It's going to rain tomorrow. Well, there's a 40% chance. We'll see. But We'll go out there and have some fun. You know, my skiff's all tuned up. We'll go out and catch some bait. 
and you've never even fished in the salt water, have you? Or you have, but not here deep, in Florida. Deep, deep, fishing, deep drop. Yeah. Not, well, yeah. Not any other salt. No. Yeah. So we're 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 not doing that. We're doing we're I'm a, I'm a backcountry shallow water guy. So well, we might have to go out in the deep water to try try to scare up some bait, you know. But um, but 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 the the, the majority of our of our um, of our fishing uh, is going to be in the inshore near shore. You know, shallow water for snook, redfish, trout, maybe some shark sort of thing. Have some fun. But um, what I wanted to say, what I wanted to give you the opportunity is, is there anything that you want to share with everybody about anything at all? And and we haven't talked about, you know, your personal life or anything like that. I think we'll just keep that out. I don't know what that's, what the value of that is. I don't talk about my personal life either. But is there anything that you'd like to share with us or the audience that's out there? I think we've pretty much covered everything. I'm really happy to be have been here for yeah. ten years, and and uh, I know you told me uh, June of 2012. I did my first event. You came out to it, and I remember um, distinctly you taking me outside by myself, and you shook my hand, and you put a challenge coin in my hand, and mm-hmm. you said, "People with servants' hearts are rewarded." And I didn't really understand what you meant at the time, yeah. but I'll never forget you saying that. I was just like, okay, cool, you know. And, mm-hmm. you no, know, I like to serve. I like to help. Yeah. And here it is, ten years later. Look um, at you now, and, in and full I, bloom. And I absolutely love yeah. what I do. And yeah. how many people get to say that? So, well, that's true. I really appreciate you, and I appreciate the foundation and everything that you've yeah. given me and done for me over yeah. the years. So, well, it's e- it's easy, okay, when you're around such high quality people, and and. Um, you know, I say it's, you know, it's not what I have to say about the organization that matters. It's what they have to say. It's what the heroes have to say because they're our client. And so when the heroes tell me about great people like you, and I hear it a lot, it might be one thing if I want to hear it one time. But, you know, there's patterns of it and have been for years. And that means that you're doing great, you know, and you're really, you really are. So, um, you know, I, I certainly do appreciate um, everything you've done and I know they do and it's you know what I have to say might be important but what they have to say is more important because they're the recipients of, of our work and our, our philanthropic acts so um, it's been a pleasure to have you um, here I know you were really concerned about this <laughs> <laughs> wasn't so bad right no it was good it was uh, it's not bad um, so anyway we appreciate your support uh, everybody that's out there um, this was our podcast with uh Karina Hart at the WWI headquarters. And it is the 9th of June, 2022. 2022. Thank you very much. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at www.iaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and heal our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart heroes, please become part of our Sponsor Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. That's wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.